Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, uh, Marcus Johnson. We have not had him on since this pandemic got underway. And uh, it, it's really good to talk with Marcus again, the Bucks legend and Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst. Marcus, how, have you, how, how are you and what have you been doing the last three months? Oh, Bill, I'm doing fine, man. It's, uh, it, it, it's a bit of a groundhog day. You know, the Bill Murray movie, kind of getting up every morning, you know, getting on the peloton and doing my little workout in my, in my my indoor gym that I had to kind of make shift and build and get get a couple of hand weights to the bench. And and uh, then, uh, you know, it, it kind of depends on what's going on that day. But everything's going well. I got some writing projects that have uh, gained some traction. Uh, one is about uh, integrating the L.A. Los Angeles Fire Department in the mid '50s, uh, and so with uh, you know the emphasis on social justice and um, and and everything going on, it, it's interesting that there's a lot of lot of clamor now for period pieces because you know the studios don't know where this pandemic thing is going to is going to lead to. So you don't want to you know shoot something contemporary and have it be. Um, you know, a passe in, 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 in a year or two. So it, it's an interesting time all the way around, but things have been going well. That's good. I also want to ask, because I know um, you reside out in the L.A. area, and I know a lot of things have been shut down. What's life been like out in L.A. these days? Well, you know, it's been interesting because we just uh, uh, had the governor kind of shut things back down again, health clubs and barbershops and hair salons and, things of that nature, but um, it's, it's been okay. You know, um, I have a son that just turned 21, so <laughs> I was teasing my wife. We had a big COVID party for him on, uh, on Sunday, but, <laughs> but for the most part, the people that attended did adhere to uh, social distancing and they had their mask on and, and tried to at least, uh, you know, until they started drinking a little bit too much, but at least initially tried, <laughs> tried to adhere to, to uh, the protocols that are in place, but uh, it hasn't been bad. I mean, you know, my daughter's mad because the um, beaches are closed for the most part and, and not being able to, uh, you know, see friends in school and that whole thing being up in the air. But it's, it's some weird times, brother, that we're living in. But, you know, we just got to adapt. And, and, you know, it's not like we, we've been singled out individually. Everybody's going through it collectively. And so we've got to get through it collectively. Well, speaking of adapting, you're thinking about all these NBA players that have to get their bodies back into shape after, you know, sitting out for these last few months. And I know everyone's been doing their own individual workouts at home, but 
I mean, for you, you've never been in a situation like that in your playing career. I mean, how challenging do you think it is for players to kind of get their bodies back to where they need to be? Because right now at this time of the year, the NBA season would be over with. Well, look, man, and so, and that's the thing. So, yeah, you can be as committed and dedicated to riding a stationary bike or getting on the treadmill and and, and, and doing your, you know, your band work and your and your, and your and your hand weights and all that other stuff that the team provided for the players. But, you know, we've always said, and everyone knows that this is a game, like most games played on the professional level, that, that unless you're out there playing against somebody and, and, and going against somebody in a, in a one-on-one, two-on-two setting, it's really tough to replicate uh, that. And even, even with that, you know, it, 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 the NBA level of intensity and conditioning and everything else that it takes to, to, to be successful is on a whole other level. And so um, it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the teams that whose players are the most committed, I did some rumors that the Lakers may have found a place out in Bel Air, uh, this house that has a, you know, a, a, a replica of I think the Clippers or Lakers floor and locker rooms in Bel Air. We're able to get some, some workouts in together. It's going to be interesting to see because I think everybody, for the most part, going to going to have a level of rust that uh, is going to be tough to shake off initially. And then even with the four months off. I talked to Dante DiVincenzo today at the at the press conference uh, uh, of the Bucks after practice, and so now they are more 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 approaching it like training camp type practices where you're kind of easing into it. So it's going to be uh, it's going to take some time before these guys really get their legs under them, get their timing under them. And uh, but again, it, it's affecting and impacting every team, and so that's the one uh, bright spot for for the Bucks and everybody else competing. Talking with Marcus Johnson of Fox Sports Wisconsin, and of course, Bucks legend here on the Bill Michaels Show. Uh, let, let's stick with some of the players, including you mentioned Dante DiVincenzo. I mean, how impressed have you been uh, with how well he has come along in his second full year coming off the bench? And do you think he's going to play a critical role here if the Bucks want to get on a run? Yeah, I do. And, and a lot of it has to do with young legs, and he, he's brought that to the table all season long. It's funny you mentioned Dante. Um, well, I mentioned Dante, then you follow up. You mentioned me that idea, <laughs> but I was watching. I was watching the Celtic game from January. Uh, it's interesting. The Celtics were the team that we were due to play next before this thing was shut down in, in uh, around March, March 11th or 12th or so. And so I was watching the Celtic game. That's our first game back, July 31st. Kind of getting a leg up on some of my prep work. And, 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 and Dante had a great game in that game. I think he had 19 points and was active and, and, and athletic and all those things that you love to see from a young player. And so I think with the fact that he, you know, I, this former layoff, I think we'll see, but it may impact some of these older guys a little bit more. The Kyle Corbett, George Hill, not so sure. But I think a guy like Dante should be able to, if anyone can hit the ground running any semblance thereof, it would be a young athletic talent like Dante, and his confidence has improved exponentially uh, from, from this uh, first couple of seasons to this season. And so he is a guy that I expect big things from. That jump shot, that jumper is a thing of beauty. It's, it's, it's picture perfect, and now he's got the confidence to knock it down. So that's going to be that's going to be a big, big key for the Bucks as they resume the season. Speaking of beautiful jump shots, Chris Middleton is so good with the mid-range. We all know that. Um, and really, it, it's been impressive the season he's had as well, especially getting that big, huge pay raise. A lot of people, you know, were having questions as to whether or not he could, you know, you know, live up to the contract and be able to 
be, ha, have a greater force when it comes to production, especially in the postseason. But would you say it's safe to say, Marcus, that Chris Middleton is that clear, bonafide number two player, you know, the Robin to the Batman being Giannis? Oh, yeah. No, without question. And and the, the numbers that he had uh, put up this season uh, before the shutdown were just, I think it's maybe one other player in the league that she – you know, 90% from the free throw line and then, and, and, you know, 40% from the field and 40% from the three-point line. I mean, the way he was shooting the ball, the way he's scoring the basketball, and more importantly than that, it, with Chris, to me, it's all about his confidence and uh, the fact that he was uh, named an all-star for the second straight year. I mean, he's a guy, you know, I think he may have been one of the few, if not the only, I, I forget the stat, but, but, but guys that had played in the G League to make the all-star team. So that gives you an idea just how far he has come in terms of working on his skills. But for me, with Chris, it's all about believing in himself as being one of the elite players, not just shooters, but all-around players, a 3-and-D guy when you need him to be, a guy that can distribute the basketball with his ball-handling acumen. Uh, And now he's got that confidence that he belongs in the top echelon of players. And and that that was the main thing with Chris. And, uh, man, you know, he's more at ease with himself than I've, I've seen him in the five years that I've been here, and that bodes well for the Bucks and uh, their chances for success. Again, we're talking with Marcus Johnson of Fox Sports Wisconsin here on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You know, when it comes to the Eastern Conference and looking at some of these teams, a lot of talented teams. I mean, the Bucks are are they're on another level. But if we're talking about threats, Marcus, which Eastern Conference team do you think poses the biggest threat to the Bucks? Well, you know, a lot just depends on health. And so when I'm reading where Kimba Walker's got a sore knee, he's, uh, you know, been, been held out of practice, I guess, on, on Monday. Uh, I thought the Celtics with their young nucleus, uh, Tatum and, 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 and David Brown, and, uh, and then you add Kimba Walker and Gordon Hayward to the mix, and, 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 and Tice in the middle has really been adequate in terms of what he's bought. Marcus Smart defend Giannis as well as anybody. I, I was really concerned about them. Brad Stevens just have the utmost respect for his game plan ability. But, you know, Miami, um, you know, Jimmy Butler's talking about this team, how they've really come together during this time, and then what they're looking at, looking like right now, they've got, uh, you know, a, a, a big bam inside that gives Giannis some issues defensively when he, when he sets his mind to it. So uh, you, know, you can't forget Philly. You know, ben, ben Simmons has a power forward, but he'll still have the ball in his hand. The majority of the time, it's going to be tough, man. It, it, it's some good, tough-minded teams. Toronto, without Kawhi, hasn't missed a beat. I think they're locked down in that number two hole or whatever it is, or, or somewhere up there right now. They've been playing great basketball. I have played great, great basketball all season. So, you know, it, it's going to be tough. But, but it's interesting. You, you, you think about the Bucks before the shutdown. The Bucks were playing their worst basketball of the season, one and four in the last five games, dead last in offensive rating, 29th in effective field goal percentage. So, you know, that, that, that shutdown kind of came at the opportune time. Now you've got a chance to recalibrate, reset, and kind of approach this thing from a, from a different uh, perspective in terms of freshness. So I think that'll help the Milwaukee Bucks. But it's not going to be a cakewalk, man. It's some, it's, some, it's some tough, tough, talented teams in that Eastern Conference that uh, in these unusual, weird kind of circumstances when the playoffs will, will, will shape up, with this four-month layoff, it's just hard to predict who's going to be ready, who's going to be playing at a peak level uh, come playoff time to be able to compete and get out of that Eastern Conference. 
Marcus, how weird is it for you? Because um, when I was uh, getting you booked on the show, I was going back and forth with Barry Baum, who's the head of PR for the Bucks, and uh, he made the note that uh, you're not going down to the bubble right away. You're going to be broadcasting back here. Um, what's what is that going to be like for you? I mean, how challenging, or will it really feel any different? Uh, not being there on the floor with Jim Paschke and doing this remotely. Well, Jim and I will sit in a in a remote studio. We'll get an NBA feed. I'm not sure exactly what types of bells and whistles uh, the NBA production people will provide for us. In terms, you know, I, I'm sure they won't have any crowd noise or anything piped in, but music and you know, accoutrements and all of that stuff that goes along with it. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. But again. Watching the basketball tournament, I was talking about, you know, I didn't watch a lot of that, maybe eight to ten possessions. I want to see what that Marquette team looked like. But, but you know, it wasn't as awkward as, as, as I, I might have thought it would look, uh, just having the announcers call a game without fans in the stands. So we, we'll see. I mean, we'll have to make the adjustments. We'll have to be adaptable ourselves. But I'm looking forward to the challenge. And, uh, you know, Jim Paschke is the ultimate professional. So I think we'll have fun with it, make the best of it. Uh, Zora Stevenson will do her job uh, finding those great stories uh, that she finds so so effectively. So we'll see how it plays out, man. But it's going to be a challenge, and uh, it's something that uh, I'm looking forward to. He is Marcus Johnson of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Marcus, we really appreciate the time, and we are just so excited. We're just a couple of weeks away from the restart to this NBA season, and we, you know, we hope it, this works out really well, and we're able to finish this whole thing. Cross our fingers, try to stay optimistic. But uh, thanks again, and we will talk to you soon. Sounds great, man. Anytime. Thank you, Bill. There he is, Marcus Johnson, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. They work hard, you work hard. They treat you fair for 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them, 800-44-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.